Good morning, everyone. We heard in today's gospel a wealthy man who asks Jesus, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? This seems like a fair question. We ask this kind of question in our day-to-day -day life when we want to reach whatever goal we have in our life. For example, what must I do to get a better job? What must I do to pass my test or get better grades? Or perhaps even, what must I do to have better friends? So when it comes to our faith, it is good to ask ourselves some basic questions. What must I do to live a better Christian life? What must I do to get to heaven? What must I do to better love God? What must I do to grow in my faith? When the ruler asks Jesus a very simple question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus responds in a very clear way and in a way that should not have surprised him. Jesus simply recites some of the Ten Commandments. Commandments which any devout person would have known and would have had memorized and hopefully would have also been trying to live. Jesus recites these ones. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness and honor your father and your mother. Now, since this man knew the commandments, Jesus does not tell him anything new. He's not actually teaching him something he had not read in the Old Testament and perhaps that he had not memorized. The first part of today's gospel is rather simple. Jesus, uh, the man asks a question and Jesus answers it. We would expect this dialogue to end and for, for everybody to go home because the man got what he was looking for. But then, all of a sudden, before the man asks another question or before the man leaves, Jesus asks him to go a step further in his faith. And this is the beauty of this gospel, is that we know a lot about our faith. We know the commandments. A lot of us read the Bible, at least we listen to it on Sunday. We know a lot of Jesus' teaching. Even if we don't have a lot memorized, we kind of have a general sense of what is good and what is wrong. So Jesus not only tells us to do those things, but today Jesus challenges us to go a step further, just like he challenges this man in today's gospel. Jesus continues the discussion by telling him that there is something more. One thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. This statement is more than just a challenge to sell everything he had. And this is where we need to be very flexible in applying the passage of the Bible. This passage, although it's definitely first about money, some people are over-attached to money and have such a love for money that they forget everything else and realize that it's only a temporary gain, temporary thing that we have in our life. But this gospel is not just about that because 
It applies to every single one of us. What are we attached to that we cannot let go of? What is it that we want to hold on to that we have a hard time setting aside even though sometimes those things get in the way of us being a better disciple of Christ? Today's gospel, above all, this, this was an invitation to follow Jesus in an undistracted way and to not let anything, not even money, get in the way of following him. This dialogue reminds us that we can keep all the commandments, but still not have a personal and daily relationship with Jesus Christ and one that is mature and continues to grow. Being good, of course, is good. But it is not good enough when we are able to do more. Today, Jesus invites us not to simply be content with doing something good and not to be content with simply avoiding being a criminal. Sometimes people feel, I'm a good person. I've never been arrested. I've never been in jail. I haven't killed too many people. He's kept the major uh, commandments kind of in order and in line. That's okay. That's good. But God wants us to do more. God wants us to have a daily, a real, and a living relationship with him that every day is able to see a little bit more. Every day is able to grow a little bit closer to him. And every day we're able to reflect on what it is we believe and how we apply that to the daily circumstances that we are in. There's a funny story about uh, three big guys who went to church to be baptized. And the priest said to them, you know, go home this week, try to do something good, and come back in a week. And so when they came back, the priest asked the first guy, he said, what did you do that was good this week? And the first guy said, I helped an old lady cross the road. They said, okay, that's pretty good. And then he asked the next guy, he said, what did you do this week? He said, well, I helped that same lady cross the road. And he said, okay. And he asked the third person, and what did you do? He said, well, I helped those other two guys help that old lady cross the road. And the priest by then said, you know what? Three big guys here, and all you could think of is helping one old lady cross the road. How difficult could that have been? And then the guy said, well, it was actually very difficult because she didn't want to cross the road. <laughs> so sometimes we focus on things like that. We're out there, we want to do something good, which is good in itself. But being a follower of Christ is not only about doing some random good thing before we get to bed. It is about knowing who we are and also knowing where we are in our relationship with Christ. Knowing how much we have learned about our faith. Knowing how we apply our faith. We do not need to figure this out. We do not need to figure out who we are. We do not need to figure out who we are also in relationship with God. We do not need to figure out what God thinks of us. We have a lot of images around us today. A lot of things in the press, the newspaper, social media, that try to tell us who we are. And usually they try to tell us that we are not who we are in order for them to be able to sell us something. 
And that is why it is very important for us to be grounded in the biblical understanding of our image and likeness. To be grounded in who God has told us over and over again who we are right from the book of Genesis. So many examples, just to take a few. In the book of Deuteronomy, God says, you are this day as the stars of heaven. God looks at us and sees us like the stars of heaven. Brilliant, shining, giving light to those around us. And on that theme of light, also Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew says, you are the light of the world. And keep in mind, when Jesus says these things, it's not just in a symbolic way. He wants our light to shine. And then St. Paul says twice in his first letter of Corinthians, chapter 3 and chapter 11, you are God's temple. God's spirit dwells in you, and you are the image and the glory of God. Once again, reflect on these verses and know that your identity has already been established. In the St. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, he said, For in Christ Jesus you are the sons of God, you are the sons of light and sons of the day, we are not of the night or of the darkness. The reason why this is important is that it ha this reminds us to make a very important shift in our mindset of what the faith is. The Bible reminds us to shift our mindset from I do things that are good to I am someone who is good and from that goodness that I am, I do things. When we become aware of our Christian dignity, we progress from asking what must I do to who I am and what must I be. If you know who you are, you do not have to think much about what you need to do. Because good actions flow from a right understanding of our dignity. And then we, we can reflect, are the things that I'm doing reflecting the dignity that God created me in? Though who we are affects what we do, unfortunately it is not always true that what we do reflects who we are. We can practice our faith only at the level of going through the motions. We can come to church, we can light a candle, we can receive communion, but yet all this unfortunately sometimes does not have a real effect on our life. Today Jesus says, though keeping the commandments is essential, there is something more. And that is who you are and who you are in relationship with God. Jesus does not dismiss that to follow him. There are some very specific things that we must do. Primary among those are to actually keep the commandments. However, we need to let what we do flow from who we are rather than just doing things for the, th for the sake of appearing to be doing something good or appearing to be good in the midst of a community. This gospel is not primarily about money, though sometimes a preoccupation with money does distract us. This gospel is about anything that we place in the way of us being a better follower of Christ. Sometimes we become obsessed with being rich, being powerful, or being influential. However, today Jesus tells us that above all we must be concerned 
not about being these things, but about being a Christian, not in a routine way. And being someone who reflects the image and likeness of God in which we were created in. Jesus tells us this, not to disturb us, not to scare us, not to make us feel that the standards are far too high for us to accomplish, but he tells us this for the simple reason that today he invites all of us once again to come and follow him.